Are you waiting for everything to be perfect before you decide to enjoy life? Stop waiting. Start living. Welcome to Life in 22 Minutes with Scott and Becky McIntosh, where you will hear inspiring stories from imperfect people living life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love. Despite challenging circumstances to bring hope to your heart and a smile to your face in only 22 minutes. Now, let's welcome the host of the show, Scott and Becky McIntosh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Life in 22 Minutes. We are really excited to have you join us today. And today, you just have me and Scott. Yep, it's just the two of us. And so get used to it because we're going to be here for 22 minutes. (laughs) We pre-record these. And we recorded a whole bunch at the beginning of the month because we knew we had a wedding coming up at the end of the month. And then all of a sudden today, as I was calculating how many episodes we had in the bank and, oh, yikes, we we're one shy. still in the bank? <laughs> episodes, oh, not money. Okay. We do have some episodes in the bank. And then looking at our schedule over the next few days, I said, Scott, we've got to record an episode tonight. And here we are. It's just, it's just us. And it'll come out on April 5th. April 5th? That's your birthday. It is. Right now, as we're recording, I'm still 53, but when this comes out, I will be 54, which sounds so old to me. I don't feel old, but I look into the mirror and I can see I'm getting old, and that number sounds old to me, but you know what? I'm young at at heart. (laughs) Oh, yep. We have a daughter getting married next week, so when this comes out, we will have already had her wedding. She's our youngest daughter, and if you haven't been following us from the very beginning, we have seven children. Three daughters and four, I mean, four daughters daughters, and three sons. And it's our youngest daughter, Miley, that's getting married on the 29th. If you listened to episode 20, I'm trying to remember, was it 24 with the DJ Rob Ferry? After having him on our show and hearing him talk about what he does and how he DJs wedding following our, our episode, we said, we need you to come and DJ our daughter's wedding if you're available. And he was available, so. Actually, um, uh, sorry, Rob, it's Rob Ferry. Oh, uh, he, and Ferry. It, it Rob was, Ferry. the family name was Ferry, and they changed it to <laughs> That's Ferry. right. So you'll have to go back and listen to the episode so you know what we're talking about. And you will love Rob Ferry or Rob Ferry. I'm sure he'd appreciate the fact that I'm just going to say it's just Ferry. Or just DJ Rob. There you go. (laughs) This last week has been really, really busy. On Thursday, March 16th, a video of our family rolled out on the mormonandgay.org website. And the video was also added to the Mormon channel of the Mormon Messages. It's a video sharing our family story of when our son, Sean, came out and told us that he was gay. It's our, our journey of how we responded when he first came out and, and was not so good at first. We thought we were loving and approaching things in the right way, but yet discovered it was the way we were handling things and the things we were saying were still very, very hurtful to our son. And we're very grateful for all that we have learned on this journey and for the, the people that we've become more loving, more patient. Go ahead. And, and if, uh, <laughs> if anybody wants to see that video... Go to mormonandgay.lds.org, and you'll find it. Yes. It's a story of love and trust. As One of my favorite lines that my son says in the video is, you know, we may have our differences, but at the end of the day, 
we're family. It's been important to us to create a home that is a safe haven for all of our children to feel safe and know that they are loved and they belong and we are family. And then one week later on March 22nd, you know how we love the two twos, so that'll be a day. I will always remember that that is the date that an article that I wrote for the LDS Church blog rolled out. And the article is called Navigating Family Differences with Love and Trust. And it's picked up a lot of a lot of traction. Our, our video and the, and the blog post, we've been just overwhelmed with the amount of people that have been sharing it on, on Facebook and other social media and viewing it on YouTube. And so many have reached out to us and, and thanked us and have shared already how the video and the blog post has helped them and their family. For example, one young man said that he had a, a, a brother, an older brother, that was very homophobic and had been very, very rude to him that reached out and said, I just, just saw this video and I apologize. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? And just expressed his love for him and his desire to better understand. And... You know, that's what it's all about. It kind of baffles me that we need to talk about the importance of being kind and loving to one another, but we do. Just to be patient, I think, is the biggest key to to having a good family relationship, just to love your family no matter what. Absolutely. So I've received a lot of messages from and emails from people from all around the world, world from Brazil and Peru, Argentina, Mexico, uh, all across the United States, sharing their stories of already the ripple effect that they have experienced in their family from our video and uh, the, the blog post. Yeah, the messages we've received have been amazing. In fact, Becky, you had one that you forwarded me the other day that was awesome. Yeah, I did. And the subject line said, uh, thank you from New York. And that subject line caught your eye because our youngest son, Sky, is, is serving his mission for our church in New York and is currently in Manhattan. Well, I clicked on it and it said, Sister McIntosh and family, I'm sure you've been inundated with emails, but I wanted to reach out to you and personally thank you for sharing your family's story about your son's coming out. I also wanted to tell you that your son, Sky, serving here in Manhattan is an absolutely wonderful missionary, and you have every reason to be incredibly proud of him. He went on to say that a couple of weeks ago, your son and his companion, Elder Cottrell, knocked on my door. The only reason I opened it was because I was fully expecting a grocery delivery, definitely not the missionaries. It wasn't a good time, but I set up an appointment with them to come by last Wednesday evening. They came, we discussed my inactivity in the church, and they left me with a challenge to pray. Then he goes on to say that a couple of days later, his co-worker sent him a link to our family video, and he couldn't believe it was released the day after meeting and having our son into his apartment. He said he didn't think that it was a coincidence at all, especially since he had lived there for two years and had zero contact with the church. Then he goes on and tells me his background and where he grew up and a little bit about his family and and that he, he too was gay, and that he really related to our son's story, and that he had just come out to his parents earlier this year, and they hadn't talked about it since, as if if they ignored it, the homosexuality wasn't, wasn't real and would go away. Well, after seeing our family video, he felt impressed to send a link to his, his parents, but he said he didn't follow, follow through with that. 
But he said his mother, who is rarely on social media, saw it on Facebook. And then when he and his mom were talking on the phone, his mother brought it up. And then he was able to tell his mom the story of our missionary son knocking on his door. And they both knew it wasn't a coincidence. It just touched me so to see how God works. <laughs> it's just awesome that uh, people are having good experiences with this. That, that's why we did it. That's why the video is out there is to hopefully heal hearts and uh, and have families come closer together. And it's just awesome to get letters like that. Uh, amazing. Yeah, I'm sure there's been negativity that comes with, with anything that you do or you put out there publicly. But we've just received positive mess- messages, and and so it's been been really good. We actually did a Life in 22 Minutes podcast with our son, Sean. Episode number nine. It was one of our bonus episodes. So you could go back and listen to that where, where we talk about our story with him. And it was the, that was the first time that we had ever done an interview with our son. It is, and it's also a 44-minute instead of 22. Yeah, because it was a bonus episode. If you follow us, you know that every Wednesday at 2.22, another episode rolls out. And if the 22nd of the month falls on a day other than Wednesday, then we release a bonus podcast. And that one that we did with our son, we just couldn't edit it down to 22 minutes, so it's a 44-minute episode. But it goes fast. It feels only like 22 minutes. Bonus. <laughs> okay. We don't have a guest here. We have to fill up all this space. And that's easy because we are long-winded. So our dear friend, Michelle McCullough, who we just had recently. That's what I was going to say. She oh. was on our episode 29. You didn't weren't fast enough. So she, <laughs> episode 29, Michelle McCullough talked to us and her book she, just launched. Yeah, she talked about her book coming out and it did. It just launched and... And I pre-ordered her book, and it just arrived in the mail yesterday. It's called Make It Happen Blueprint. In the book, Michelle shares 18 high-performance practices to crush it in life and business without burning out. And I like the fact that it's a blueprint. So it's like a plan. And if you stick to the plan, then you won't have the burnout. I, I love her thinking behind it. And kind of fun, Everyone who, anyone who pre-ordered her book as a thank you... She rented out the movie theater, and we were her guest at Beauty and the Beast. Great movie. So Make It Happen Blueprint by Michelle McCullough arrived yesterday. I've been reading it, and it starts off with Jack, a quote by Jack Canfield that reads, If you want to be successful, you have to take 100% responsibility for everything that you experience in your life. And, you know, we talk about this a lot, how... You know, really the only thing that you're in control of is your attitude and how you respond to any given situation or circumstance. And our ultimate goal is to just be happy in life. Um, I've learned that I'm very successful in life because just happy. It's your attitude. You look for the positive in every situation. I love this part in, in her book. It says, before you read any further in this book, I'm going to ask you to take a pledge. I want you to vow from this point on to stop being a passenger and own your life. She goes on to say, this may require you to stop blaming other people in your life for things you do or do not have. It may be easy to blame your boss if you hate your job. In your current economic state, it's easy to say it's the economy's fault and you can't quit and build the business of your dreams. Circumstances abound, and so do excuses. But the ultimate responsibility for achieving your dreams rests on you. Ouch. 
We're responsible for our own lives. Yeah. You're responsible for both of ours. That's hard. <laughs> I know. It's a lot of weight on my shoulders. Yeah, that's extra effort. This owning your life may also mean you need to stop being offended by, about things people have said in the past. That's a big one. The other night when we were reading some of the, the comments below one of the Facebook posts that we had been tagged in, and there was one comment there that was negative. Do you yeah. remember? I'm just... Yeah, they kind of uh, attacked me a little bit. The sad thing is this father... Talking it, about you, it, right? It, yeah, talking about me, and they labeled me Christian and put quotes around it, uh, said some awful things with my family about somebody else's lifestyle, and you just can't unring a bell. And so I thought, you know, that's true. There's There were things that were said. And I can't take those back, and they did hear them. That's true, but that's not me anymore. And when we change and we become better, I think that is the critical key. It is never, ever too late to apologize. Harboring on to a, a hurt is like ingesting poison and then waiting for the other person to die. You know, forgiveness sets a person free and lifts a, a weight off of your shoulders. And for anyone that's out there that's holding on to resentment over something that has been said and using that as a hitching post, you know, it's only hurting hurting yourself. Well, Sean Stevenson said one time, he says, the, the hurt hurt and the healed heal. And, and that's so true. Those who are there to rescue you are usually have been through something and been through some struggles and they've, and they've healed. And now they know how to heal you. That's why it's so critical in our lives that we... We just don't try to live for ourselves, but we, we learn how to better ourselves so we can mentor and help others. Yeah. Don't allow others to determine your happiness level. You know, allowing yourself to be offended to prove a point or be right only hurts you. Offense, like what you just said, this, this ties in with what you just quoted from, from Sean Stevenson. Offense often comes from a place of misunderstanding instead of truth. Don't waste your time in, the, in that space. Look forward with a strong determination to succeed regardless of the things others say and do. Okay, this is what I have an asterisk in the book. I was all leading up to this. This is in chapter two on the chapter pledge. At the end of our lives, we aren't granted any do-overs. So there's no room to regret things you could have done but didn't because you were too busy blaming others or circumstances. Yeah, taking charge of your life, owning your life instead of blaming others. You know, learning to use the words often, please, thank you, I love you, and please forgive me. Life will be so much better. We keep talking about the fact that we're going to have Chad Hymas on here someday, and we still need to do that. Someday he'll be able to fit us in his busy, busy schedule. <laughs> but but he's, he's talked about um, not letting the... The past define our, our future, but to refine our future, you know, make us better. That's, that's what the past is about. Yeah. You know, in, in talking about Michelle McCullough, talking of encouraging us to own your own life and to choose and take responsibility for your life, it reminds me of an experience that I had with our son, Sky, back when he was in eighth or ninth grade. It's in the morning, and I heard his alarm going off. And five minutes later, I heard it go off again. Five minutes later, I heard it go off again. And I thought, oh, my goodness, he just keeps pushing snooze. He's going to miss the bus. So I hurried down the hall, and I opened his door, and there he was just sound asleep on his bed. And I said, Sky, 
get up. You don't want to miss a single minute of today. It's going to be the best day ever. And he hurried, quickly sat up and said, why, what's today? And I said, it's going to be the best day ever because you're going to make it that way. You're going to go to school and you're going to smile at people you've never smiled at before. You're going to say hi to people you've never said hi to before. And at the end of the day, you're going to come home and you're going to think, wow, today was a great day. He just rolled his eyes like, oh, mom, you are so weird. And, and then that same morning as I was driving my daughter Miley to school and I pulled up in front of the high school and she went to open the door to get out of the car and I said, Miley, today's going to be the best day of your life. And she looked at me and she just rolled her eyes and said, I know, I heard you telling Sky this morning. <laughs> and then we both just chuckled. And so several years later, while Sky is on his mission, I get an email from him that says, you know what runs through my mind every morning when my alarm goes off? Hurry and get up. You don't want to miss a single minute of today. It's going to be the best day ever because you're going to make it that way. And he said, Mom, I didn't understand what you were teaching me back then, but I get it now. And every day is the best day because I make it that way. Thanks, Mom. Well, there you have it. The kids do pay attention, even when we think they're not listening. They are listening and taking note of everything we say. Yes, agreed. So when I got that email, that just made my day to read that. Because as a parent, we often think everything we do and say is just going in one ear and out the other, especially with our teenagers. And they really are listening. They really are watching. You know, make a conscious decision to choose to be positive and to look for the good in all people and all things. Like Michelle said, and not, not blame our situation or circumstances on other people. Absolutely. Own it, own it, own it. And, uh, and just take the consequences they come. If we do great things, great things come back to us. Scott did an interview the other day with Fox, was it Fox 13 News? I did, yes. Yeah, they did a great job in sharing the story and one of the things I was really excited that they shared was five tips that that Scott shared that just came. Just to, came out. I just like, opened my mouth and out it came. Out it came. So. Like, oh, wow. So you shared that. It was five tips for parents when your child or anyone tells you that they are gay. Is First of all, the first tip is to listen. And then you love and love and love and love. And after you've done those five steps, if you really feel like you still need to say something, then say, I love you. Yeah. Excellent. Love really is the answer and kindness is the way. Absolutely. And there's some great parenting tips, 10 tips on the Mormon and Gay uh, website that just helps parents to understand some basic things that we should already know. But the first one is you will never regret saying I love you. Um, you just, they'll, they'll never get tired of having your, arm, their, your arms thrown around them and, and tell them how much you love them. And, and just listening. just You'll never regret listening. And you will never regret listening. Oh, that's what you just said. <laughs> that's right. I, get, I wasn't listening. You weren't listening. You'll never regret listening. <laughs> you will never regret trying to understand. Yeah, uh, it's just, it's crazy to think that sometimes we overact and, and sometimes we get angry and 
and and we'll have regret but don't get discouraged those are just normal things that's never too late to apologize if you did overreact or say something that you're sorry about just apologize you know and, and also it talks about don't blaming your, not blaming yourself uh, for your child's same-sex attraction which a lot of people do uh, this is no one's fault and blame is neither necessary or helpful but my favorite part is the least productive prayer is why you know, and the second is is take it away right now but the most important question you can ask is how how can i help my child and how can we learn from this which we've learned many great lessons and one of the most helpful tips is to surround yourself with people who build you up <laughs> jim Rohn said uh, show me your friends and i'll show you your future so yep surround yourself with good positive people that will help you in this journey oh wow I just noticed we're approaching 22 minutes. Okay, Mr. Scott McIntosh, what are some parting words that you would like to share well, to with touch our on, audience? Touch on some of the things we talked about and discussed and just go over it again is just to be patient, I think, is the biggest key to, to having a good family relationship, just to love your family no matter what and, and realize that they're your family. I mean, that's as simple as that. There's too many. Uh, there's too much heartache and too many uh, broken families because somebody had too much pride or let things anger get in the way. Uh, it, it's not worth it. It's worth salvaging. So, as a family man, I beg you, uh, if you've had differences, reach out to them. Let's let's fix those differences. Let's become families again. And live life with humor, courage, and, and a, a whole, whole lot, lot of love. love. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Life in 22 Minutes. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends about us and please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review. Your review will help us to broaden our audience. Until next time, don't wait for things to be perfect. Get out there and live life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love.